Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. I'm here with BJ and a returning guest, Lando. Hello. How you doing, Landon? I am doing about as good as I can. Fair enough. Landon's in EMT school, if you didn't know. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to die, but not enough to where I'm going to need an ambulance. Because <laughs> you, you've seen how, how much that cost. <laughs> You're like, nope, I'm good. It's like the most expensive Uber ride of your life, and they don't even like give you a massage unless you're dying. It's a cardiac massage. <laughs> Bro, like, I wonder what, when we're gonna hit the point where you can, in fact, get like, oh, this Uber comes with a masseuse in the back. And His straight name up, what is? It's called the Bang Bus. So, if you didn't hear that, BJ's off to the side, but we have the two mic structure again. Uh, Matt had the full, like, you know, soundboard that we could kind of finagle it to get three, uh, like, three clear channels going, but, um, yeah, we're gonna do two mic structure for a reason today. Uh, today's podcast, uh, has been a long time coming, we've talked about it before. We are going to explain the entire plot Chron- uh, not chronologically, release order-wise of oh. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I hate you. Well, no, because you have to in- be introduced release order, because that's that's how you have to get Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Because if we tell you the things early, you're gonna go wait. But does that mean we're like, shut up? No, don't, don't, stop it. So, <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, we'll start with you, Landon. What have you been playing? Oh, um, so uh, in between, you know, hating myself in EMT school and trying to figure out what county I'm going to go ride an ALS truck in come February, um, I actually transferred from my Xbox to my PC. Not entirely, but primarily. So I've been playing Overwatch, Apex, um, Valorant has been something I've picked up, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. How do you like Waifu CSGO? Um... Well, I normally play it with my friend Miles, who is very much the try-hard kind of person. So my favorite thing to do is watch when a phoenix flashes him around the corner, runs through, and trucks his shit into a wall, and he just goes, Come on! (laughs) It's the best part of my day. It's cathartic. I have literally, like, all my Valorant stuff is just from streamers, because, like, I don't have a, like, good enough PC. You're looking at it. Um, (laughs) It's a Mac! (laughs) Yep. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I, I wanted to try it because, like, I have played CSGO before um, at a friend's house. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweaty. But, hey, Valorant seems like it's sweaty as hell. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. It has, it's got the vibe. Like, I like Overwatch and I like Apex and stuff. Like, kind of yeah. that idea. So having, like, specific heroes that do their own thing. And then in a more traditional kind of arena shooter-esque yeah. thing. The only thing that's been weird about it, like getting into it, has been learning to not move while you shoot. And that's because one of the <laughs> <laughs> could you, could you one of the game mechanics. This is gonna be a scuffed episode. This man just goes to like lift it and turn it and just lifts the whole thing and looks at it like his like he just broke it. Oh man. Um That's what she said. Um I haven't heard complaints before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm killing myself immediately. Oh my god. (laughs) I think we just gotta, we gotta re-go, we gotta get back. No, we're too far into it, we gotta cut this. 
<laughs> I'm not your editor anymore. Luke, you have to cut this because it's your fault. I'm not cutting this. This is gold. Well, they don't have the visual representation of you just dick smacking yourself in the face with a, what, $500 microphone? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Valorant. Valorant is hard, especially if you're not if you're used to like movement-based shooters like Destiny, Overwatch, Apex, stuff like that. Um, if you move while you shoot, your bullet spread is about as wide as Genghis Khan's lineage. So you're not gonna hit anything unless you're extremely lucky or you know you know how to control the spread, which is impossible. Yeah, because like I've, I've noticed like the precision of standing still in that game is like whoa. Like, it's literally wherever your reticle is, that's where you're hitting. Mm -hmm. And then, but then, like, the people who, like, do the cool trick shots where they are moving, it's, like, one out of ten times they're hitting that shot. Yeah. It's very much one of the, it's one of the hardest games I've ever tried to play, like, from a skill perspective, because I am ass. Like, I, I am terrible, but it's, it's, it's very unforgiving in terms of its aim, which is what I enjoy, and it's why I enjoy playing it. The only thing, if I could change, is just how long the matches are. I was going to say, how long do they normally last? Uh, standard is first to 13. Okay. So like 15, 20 minutes a match. Well, because then you're still doing like the plant the bomb and all the, yeah. Yeah, it's it's CSGO meets Overwatch with cooldowns and different heroes and stuff like that. Or agents. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, that's the whole point. Like, I, I that's what kind of got me into it because like I got into Overwatch the first time because it's like, oh, cool. So it's not me just making a class and everybody using the same weapons every match because well this is the meta it's like no you can pick a hero and overwatch is good and is good enough that they kind of want you to have like more than one that you're good with so you can switch out so you're not just rocking reaper or mccree you can you have someone who goes oh i'm really good with sombra so i'll do that or hey i will be the healer because i actually like doing that or someone do that because you have multiple ways to go about it yeah it's it's very much the same thing with um Valorant, the, Sova, the Hanzo port, is the most busted character in the game right now, but it's it's similar in that regard. You can basically play whoever you want as long as you're good with them. Overwatch was like that, where here's the new character, they're OP as hell. Yeah. The first, like, month they're out. <laughs> Rig. <laughs> also, yeah. No, uh, side note for Overwatch, when, when do you think they're going to announce a new, a new gay character to get people to forget that Activision's a terrible place to work at. Oh, right after they renamed McCree because of how much of a sleazebag his namesake is. Fair. Well, because, uh, did you see, uh, they might be announcing a Crash 5 because of that? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, great, cool. Yeah, they, they are trying to cover their ass on that, and that was one of the more... Well, didn't didn't Bobby get fired? Like, the head of Activision, or, or did he leave? He resigned under investigation. Okay, so yeah. So there, there's definitely things that are going on there, so who knows how what'll come out of it. I mean, we got an Overwatch announcement out of it. We now know it's releasing April of 2022. Yeah. I And by release, I mean get pushed back, and then get pushed back, and then and get, get pushed back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I think even the leaks are saying those go, those games are not ready for 2022. They, they should have been announced when they were announced anyway. All they did was get someone to make a CGI trailer and then say, all right, it's a thing. Same with Diablo 4. Oh, Lord. A lot of the Blizzard Activision games are just not doing so hot right now. It's just horrendous. But, um, yeah, that's what I've been playing is just 
learning how to use mouse and keys. I totally didn't fill in on a PC scrim playing hybrid last night, just moving with my controller and aiming with my mouse. Oh, dude, I've seen that. I've seen people do that, like, on streams, and it's like, you get the best of both worlds here. <laughs> and if you time it right, you still get the aim assist. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, BJ? What you been playing? I've been playing a big cavalcade of stuff, um, but before I get into that, I just want to point out that the last time Landon was on the show, we definitely said, we don't know if Bobby Kotick is a sex offender, but... <laughs> And here we are today, so that's that's special. Apologies to Bobby Kotick fans all across the world. But yes, all one of them. <laughs> it's who just is Bobby, Bobby Kotick. Kotick. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, man. If you if you ever hear this, um, we, ap- <laughs> we, we apologize and get fucked. Also, we apologize that we were right, but that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Guilty Gear. Uh, I watched a four-hour video on Guilty Gear lore, and I thought, this seems pretty cool. Uh, So I bought the Anniversary Edition, and um, I like it. There's just one part that I don't like, and that's that there's a move that apparently every character can do that no matter how much health you have or what round you're on, you just lose, and you can't block it. Um, So, like, if you're on the first round full health, and they just use this ultimate move on you. They get two wins and it takes all your health. So that's fun. Uh, besides that, I beat Skyward Sword and I hated every minute of it. Um, that game should have been 20 hours less than it was. And I will never replay it again. Valid. And $20 less than it was. Yeah, aim into that one. Uh, they really didn't update much from what I can tell. But um, that's been pretty much it. I picked up Sonic Colors before I came here, and I'm looking forward to how awful that is too. So yeah, yeah. it will be. Did you get this? You got the Switch version, right? Yeah, the worst. Well, apparently we don't know if that's true or not, because the, pe- the a lot of the glitches are quite possibly just because people have been emulating the thing, not actually playing it on a Switch. So we'll see how that works out, but um. I'm very excited because apparently uh, Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps got excited that it was glitchy and was like, oh, let's play coming through. (laughs) That's exciting. Um, Besides that, I did a little more Fortnite just to try to get the uh, Kal-El's cape. Um, And then they lowered the requirements, so they just gave me everything for Superman. So that was nice. Um, But what about you, Luke? I haven't really done much. Surprisingly, I've been playing a lot more than I thought I would. Um, oh, cool. I did not do anything. I want you guys to understand, this is the most depressing game of Pong I've ever seen. I'm literally just thinking of just taking this out of the, the <laughs> crane, just so we could, like, use it, but... Yeah, well, well BJ's fixing that. Um, I've been playing a lot of the Batman games, uh, like I said on the last podcast. I think, was I on Arkham City yet? Or was I still on Asylum? Okay, so I, I've beat Asylum, I beat City, and I'm on Origins. Um, because Hades hit Game Pass, I started playing that again. It's still great. Um, I played Psychonauts 2. It's very fun. I, I very really enjoy it. And rip to anyone who wanted a 68 frames 4K version on the PlayStation, because that ain't happening. Um, 
it's really good. Like it's it's very well written. I love how it's like it it's literally like a goofy Tim Burton esque look into mental health. But they do it really well. Where like all their villain names are like this is a bad thought, and it obviously decreases your health. And this, but this one's anxiety, so it makes you dizzy and you can't really think straight. And like it's all these really cool ideas in that game. I think it's really solid. <clears throat> I have also been playing more Fortnite, mainly just to get Superman. Uh, and then my my Wi-Fi went out for about a week, and so I've been doing nothing but playing, you know, whatever game I already had downloaded on my Xbox, which was Batman Arkham Origins, which I'm almost I'm almost done with. And um, I didn't know, but apparently Assassin's Creed Odyssey had downloaded like the Xbox Series X patch or the next gen patch. The game is real pretty. Holy shit! Like. I, I, I don't do a lot of photo mode, but I was like, okay, so photo mode. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. Oh, next gen. Oh, I mean next gen, but like PC graphics are freaking insane. Um, I did a benchmark test in Tomb Raider, like the newest version of it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it blew my mind. Yeah, a lot of people are using that for a benchmark from what I hear. I mean... My computer didn't, you know, it didn't have too much of a, you know, issue with CPU tempering or anything on max graphics. And I was just like, okay. Hell yeah. It dropped, but it drops frames whenever I'm trying to, you know, play hybrid on Overwatch. And so, like, the UI keeps swapping between, like, the indicator for the Xbox controls and the mouse controls. And I drop, like, 20 frames. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I haven't played Overwatch in, like, two years at this point. Because uh, after... Don't. Yeah, I don't think I'll get back into it because after they announced two, I was like, "All right, I'm done. Yeah, wait for that." And you're, you're gonna be waiting for a while. Yeah, yeah. I sold my soul to Activision and Blizzard, and I still haven't gotten it back. And you probably won't. No, they made a deal with the devil and Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> One and the same, some would say. I, I want po- pudding. <laughs> I, I like pe- people keep bringing that up, and I'm like, yes, it's it's bad, especially in hindsight. But that was technically before the general public knew about Bill Cosby. That whole Bill Cosby room thing. Yeah. The reason was because the carpet looked like his damn sweater, <laughs> and so they thought it was funny. And post they, or pre Rufy? <laughs> no, no, this was pre. Well, post, but po- it was pre. The general public knew about it. Like comedy, like a lot of comedians kind of knew. And people who like really like were into comedy, like the comedy scene, kind of started to figure out. But this was before, like, when you ask someone on the side of the road who Bill Cosby is, they probably still say something positive. Uh. So yeah, yeah, people keep bringing that up because it doesn't help no. their case, but it's still, I find that hilarious. That Simpsons level prediction right there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, let's get into the news. There's really only two things I want to talk about. One because it's essential to me. And then two, because I figured it'd be a fun topic to talk before we get into the long cacophony of like Kingdom Hearts. Games. And then I'm going to yeah. cliff notes Destiny for you because you're putting me through this. I'm walking you through that. We'll, we'll see how much time we have. <laughs> we might have to do a, a, a Destiny afterward. Um, okay, so first bit of news. Uh, Saints Row is getting a reboot, and I don't know how to feel about it. It looks like... Someone from the CW got a hold of the Saints Row IP because it's a bunch of like young 20 somethings who are gonna be build a criminal empire from nothing. So, it, it, it there's that, but on the plus side, 
the team behind it are saying we really were we just want to go back to what Saints Row 3 was which was goofy fun and kind of you know like not and not meant to take itself too seriously but you know have some serious moments and so I was like okay gives me a little bit of hope saw that you know you can customize everything like it's it's still Saints Row in theory so we'll see it comes out I think in March of next year so it's relatively soon but I don't know uh have either of you two played Saints Row realistically um I've played bits and pieces at a friend's house um I'm not gonna lie I totally just googled this to even like look at what the new thing looks like and it greeted me with that (laughs) 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 but um I'm interested to see what they do with it because if they are rebooting it and it's you know going to be as polarizing as people are thinking it's going to be there's a chance it could be Volition's last game yeah and that could end very very poorly for them especially if they ended on a sour note now if they are doing like a full reboot with like a bunch of something like 20 somethings trying to start a crime syndicate and they let it be open world like just full open like there's there's story progression across the board but you have a ton of control that will make it more fun. It doesn't matter how goofy it is if people can do whatever they want. In it. I mean, you can look at, you know, I mean, what would be a good example? Uh, you know, shoot, like Payday, something like that. Well, so the thing is, is like we're not getting a GTA 6 for a while. So this, if, if this can kind of, here's your crime game. It's not going to be like realistic crime, but here's something where it's like it's supposed to be like the modern day version of Saints Row 3. And Saints Row 3 obviously was like 2011 where and like kind of made with Adult Swim money. So it was all just sex jokes and like raunchy humor. So we'll see if this one is hopefully more I want to I want it to be a bit more like clever. If it's just a bunch of meme humor, I'm going to hate it. But we'll see. I love Saints Row. Um I I'm hoping this is good. But we'll see. What do you what do you think, BJ? So, the Saints Row games that I've played are 3, 4, and technically Gat Out of Hell is its own game. Um, I really like 3, and I think a lot of people, that's where like the series capped off. A lot of people didn't play 4. It was a little bit buggy, but I mean, that just comes with the territory of making a DLC and then turning it into a full game, I guess. But um, I really liked it when it came out. I'm just really worried that that style of humor and like the randomness is still going to be like one-to-one and I don't think that's going to hold up today so a little worried but optimistic we'll see I mean it's I I, I want to replay three and and one and two just to see how well they hold up like I know one doesn't hold up like at all it's very clearly in like a very early 360 kind of late PS2 game and two which is the best one um, at least in terms of story, is uh, it still has its growing pains too. I mean, with like just all all the stuff, like you can't progress the story all the way. You have to go and do mandatory mini games and side quests because you have to get your respect up enough to do a new story mission. So it's like that's annoying. Um, and then Saints Row Three was just like just do the missions. You don't have to worry about all that. Like you'll get more respect, it'll help you out later, but you don't have to worry about that. Then Saints Row 4, despite it being over the top to the point of 
absurdity, ironically had way more clever jokes. Yeah, like, three three was just fetish humor and like haha dildo bat, and then four <laughs> yeah, four was like, here we're gonna we're here's a joke like they, they had they had a romance subplot type thing where you because you're on the ship in between things you could go romance your whatever uh and it was all just talk to this or seduce or whatever and the only one it was funny because the only one who who couldn't is keith david because he was playing keith david not like oh it's keith david as this guy no it's just he was he was himself in a video game is great (laughs) um but like it was so stupid and fun and yes it's over the top is all get out but i don't know i liked it it was really good question is can you romance the dildo bat Three, if you put them side by side, three is just dildo bat, and then four is the dildo bat of Theseus. <laughs> yeah, that's about an apt, an apt thing there. Um, any, anything else for Saints Row? Or so we don't fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, the biggest piece of news uh, that we're going to talk about, then we're going to get into Kingdom Hearts, is Horizon Forbidden West was announced with a release date so they fully said hey it's next year in february um they also showed off all the different editions which that's a whole nother can of worms of the special edition deluxe edition the whatever regalia edition or the digital deluxe edition and it's like oh okay whatever yeah um the biggest thing in this was that they they came out with uh hey if you want to get horizon forbidden west on the ps5 Upgrading for your PS4 version, it's that $10 price point. Because the PS4 version is 60 PS5 version is 70 So they want you to do that. However, the internet never forgets. And when the PS5 was announced, they said that, la- like, they said launch... Now, to be clear, they did say launch games would be free upgrades. But Horizon was going to be a launch window game. They got pushed back. And so, but they even stated, Horizons, Horizon Forbidden West will be free with an upgrade to PS5. And then they come out with the release date and say, alright, paid upgrade. And of course, the internet went apeshit. And um, they recently have went back on it saying, okay, you can get it for free. But from this point forward, the other titles that will be PS4 and PS5 will have a paid upgrade path. Now, there's two things with this that I want to talk about. One, this whole thing was stupid anyway. We've seen that games like, sh- especially like if you play on PC like you do now, get, you don't need to pay for an upgrade. Just get a better machine. Yeah. And well, then, I'm sorry. Have you seen GPU prices? It's fucking stupid. Well, you know what I mean though. But like it's, you don't, like if you get a better, better machine, you're not going to sit there and go, okay, well I have to pay for Payday again. Or like, oh, I have to pay for Valorant the... T, like, t- 3090 edition like no it's yeah. just it's Valorant it's gonna work um so that's one thing but two there's gonna be more games like this and I wonder how long PlayStation's gonna push PS4 games while also putting out PS5 games so like is this gonna ruin some development cycles for games that would have been PS5 exclusives and are now like Gran Turismo 7 was originally a PlayStation 5 exclusive game now is getting a PS4 version so I wonder is that going to be a thing moving forward because we already know God of War is getting has, is getting both 
So will the next Uncharted game, will Spider-Man 2 be getting a dual version? So will the next, like there's rumors of an infamous game coming out. Will that also have a dual, you know, cross-gen version? So I want to know what you guys think of this whole issue, this whole scenario, especially because I saw Xbox got their this is how you share games moment where they responded to PlayStation's thing of the upgrade path and they're just like, ours is easy. Just put the disc in. Yeah. Or just, just open the game and boom, new one. So I want to know what y'all think. With Let's start with you, BJ. Where What do you think about this upgrade path scenario? It really doesn't help that every PS5 game right now is just a PS4 game. Um... Even the new releases that are coming out are all just director's cut, remastered, quote-unquote. So it's like, it's real bad faith type of stuff to me. um, Because it feels like they've just been holding off on releasing games so that people didn't have to pay that $10 price. Or they wouldn't let people not do that, if that makes sense. They, um... Because everything that's been coming out recently has been a PS4 game that I've wanted. So, the fact that I can buy a PS4 game and not have to upgrade it for $10 on PS5 doesn't really mean anything because it's a PS4 exclusive. Um, it, like, it, it's really baffling to me how Sony just keeps fucking up this year. And they always have that surprise Pikachu reaction. Where it's like, oh, we didn't know people would react badly to this. And then they do the same thing two weeks later. And, oh my God. same reaction. So, I don't know what it's going to take for them to learn, um, but I'm fine with the upgrade thing. I was going to buy it on PS5 anyway. For, for me, it's very clearly, I mean, I'm, I'm primarily an Xbox gamer at this point. So, and this is even the case with, like, when EA does it or when Ubisoft does it, where it's, or not, well, Ubisoft's going free upgrades, but, like, when other, like, Activision, EA, and other companies don't give free upgrades, this is even the PlayStation side, I go, why? Like... Metro Exodus got a free upgrade, and I'm not even talking about like, well, all the DLC and stuff. I'm fine with paying for DLC. If you're gonna release a, a game like the director's cut for Ghost of Tsushima, was I was more okay with paying for that because okay, I get a new island, I get new features that are DLC features. It was the if you bought the director's cut on PS4 because it is also on PS4. In order to get basic like haptic feedback, the Japanese lip syncing, and like general just oh it now runs at 4k 60 and all that stuff you had to pay 10 bucks and i'm like that's just performance upgrades realistically i don't think that's worth 10 dollars an an expansion for 30 bucks yeah i've paid that before i'll do that again i'm gonna do it again but for this one it's literally oh it's horizon forbidden west with no like expansion cost no new content it's just oh do you want your controller to rumble really well or your trigger to have some stop to it. Or do you want your 3D audio headset, if you have one, to work right? That's not worth 10 bucks. Like, what if I don't have the 3D audio headset? Why am I paying 10 bucks? Like, it's it's stupid. I literally just think the whole thing is stupid. Um, and then you go to the other side, and this is kind of going to go off what you said, BJ, about you don't know what's going to take for them to kind of wake up. Even with some negative press behind it, Xbox is about to release Halo. They're about to release Forza 5. And yeah, it's like, oh, Xbox only Halo and Forza. Those games sell a shit ton. And now with more people jumping in on Game Pass, more people are going to try Forza. Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer. A shit ton of people are going to try it. And then next year, we've got 
Redfall, like two Bethesda games with Redfall from Arcane and Starfield, plus whatever unannounced thing Xbox has going on that year. Po the possibility of Fable, Perfect Dark, probably a new Gears game. There's a lot they have coming out. I think you're going to get, once you get that AAA award-winning game from Xbox, that's when Sony's going, oh, oh, shit, okay, got it. So, uh, we have to do something. And who knows, because there's the whole thing about Netflix, you know, jumping into gaming. And if that if that's PlayStation's way of streaming, they just go, it's on the Netflix app, then I think that will be a good good move for them. But... Yeah, if they keep making these anti-consumer stuff here, I think it they're not going to lose this generation like I think some people think they are. I think they're just going to falter. Like, it's going to be like the 360 to PS3. Most people still, when they think of that generation, they think of Xbox. But, like, when you really look at it, PlayStation came up and technically beat them out in sales. But in the general consensus, it's 360. Because everybody remembers playing Call of Duty and, like, Bioshock and Gears of War and Halo on the early 360 days and then just kind of stuck with the machine they had so I think just in general it's going to be the same thing on that front uh, what do you think Landon about this whole upgrade path scenario I have never been a fan of Sony's business model and I think we talked about this briefly um, on the last time I was on your podcast I, I have never been a fan of the way Sony does anything and I mean this is like even beyond like just the gaming scope just the name of Sony usually they don't do a good job of anything <laughs> i mean the the spider-man deal with the mcu is one good way to look at it because that's just some bullcrap but An another one is hey marvel's avengers you can only play spider-man on the ps4 version yeah again it's it's stuff like that that like makes me wholeheartedly believe that everything they do is nothing about the players anymore it's all about the money and when you're talking about a system which yes the ps5 does have markedly better performance to the point where it deserved to be you know a new version not like a 4 pro or a 4 plus or whatever they were going to do mm -hmm. but if you're going to spend upwards of 300 dollars if you can get one that isn't scalped i was going to say technically 500 if you're going with a disc exactly it like anywhere north of that for that better performance it should be a free upgrade like, I, I personally, as someone who played Xbox 360 and then went to Xbox One, and the only thing I had to do was pick, like, whenever I was only playing Destiny, the only thing I had to do was go to my store, turn in my 360, and pick up an Xbox One copy. I paid jack all for an Xbox One copy of Taken King. Well, and then, like, not even just that, but, like, you go to now both PC and Xbox, it's like, if you have the disc, just put it in. For the, like, nine times out of ten, it's like, that works. Yeah. You I get mean, it go to the store and you just look at the, the backwards compatibility list and it's insane i know my girlfriend um has been playing the left for dead games since she was little and her birthday present for me was a copy of left for dead 2 because the, her last copy had gotten stuck in her old 360 like that's and then it, we just plugged it into her xbox one at college and she was able to play it immediately and she loved it if Sony can't do that, if they can't, you know, swallow their own pride and realize that their consumers matter, they're going to lose them. A big thing, too, that I think we need to give Sony some kind of credit for is the PS3 architecture was way different. It was the big reason why PlayStation 4 didn't have true backwards compatibility. That's why with PlayStation Now, you could stream PS3 games, the ones that they care about, 
but that was it. Like, you couldn't just, oh, yeah, just throw in your PS3 disc. It's, it works the same. It's like it doesn't. It's a different infrastructure completely. Uh, where the PlayStation 4 one was just way better to develop for. But PS3 was, you know, notorious, especially in the beginning of just, like, it, it's very hard to develop for. It's shit. And then, yeah, now now with them going, hey, if it's a PS4 game, it works on the PS5, is a step in the right direction. And to to be fair, I know um, Ghost of Tsushima, I think I said it wrong, Ghost of Tsushima will run at 60 frames per second if it's the PS4 version, but you won't get 4K or, like, the other added benefits of a PS5 with it, where the flip side, like, I literally, like, I just said earlier, I woke up and Assassin's Creed Odyssey had a next-gen update. Yeah. I didn't pay for that. I just woke up and all of a sudden I see the X and S on the app, and I went, oh, cool, and booted it up, and yeah, it looks great. Runs really well. 60 frames. I'm like, that's great. So, I don't know. I, I get it. PlayStation is pulling that thing of, we're Sony, you're paying for quality, which people are going to eat that up because, yeah, to be fair, it's like Spider-Man was a great game. God of War is a phenomenal game. Like These are all 10 out of 10s for the most part. Even, even me, who like didn't necessarily like Last of Us Part 2, can look at it and go, yeah, but quality. Like I'm not going to sit there and go, the game's shit. It's not. No, I just have different game. tastes. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like I get where they're coming from, and I think Sony's going to play into that. Of, well, our games are quality. Sure, you can get the quantity over there with Xbox and their Game Pass thing, but our shit's premium. And I think I think if they go for that and then keep backing it up, like if the next Horizon is another ten, the next Spider-Man's another ten, next Infamous is another ten, the possibility of doing a Sly Cooper game is another ten. I think they'll be fine. It still sucks that for right now, because again, this whole upgrade path realistically is not going to be that big of an issue in like three years. Yeah. When when they just stop supporting the PS4. But, but considering how much it is to buy a PS5 in the first place, and I think they said they're they're going to be out of stock at least until 2023. Yeah. So this is how they're making the, they're not selling consoles. Like a scalper buys it and then sells it for $800, they don't make any of that money. Right. So it's this is their way to combat that. And from a business perspective, I can understand that. As somebody who has worked in the sales industry a little bit as somebody who works at Chick-fil-A where you had to sell people that they, yeah, they do want to supersize their meal. You, you want, there are ways to get more money out of a consumer. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. This is very much a marketing ploy to say like, Oh, you want effectively, you want to supersize horizon zero dawn and make it not look like polygons, even though they're very pretty polygons, then pay 10 bucks mm -hmm. or you want to take, you know, what you were playing and poured it over cool 10 bucks and so i feel like it's their fault one for offering that free thing in the first place definitely without giving it a clear cut off because that would have negated this whole issue mm -hmm. if they had said like hey we are going to give you a free upgrade through 12 months after launch of ps5 after the ps5 comes you know once it's been around for a year it's gonna be a 10 dollar upgrade that makes sense to me. This just seems like a bunch of bullcrap. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it as as someone who knows people who play on the PS5, this pisses them off. Yeah. Um. It it feels like they just didn't have a plan going into this generation, in a way. Um. I specifically bought the PS5 for Horizon, so at this point, I've spent, I will have spent over six hundred bucks on this game. 
Uh, so it better be a fucking 10. Exactly. Um, and I'm not paying $10 to upgrade it. Uh, but then again, I'll be paying 70 bucks at least for the base version. So Actually, you don't have to now. Do you see? the Because uh, the, they re- rescinded that whole paid upgrade thing because people complained about it and pointed out you said it would be free. You can just buy the PS4 version for 10 bucks cheaper and then upgrade it for free. Fun fact, you can get the Steelbook that way too. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, no. Um, all right. Anything else you all want to say about Upgrade I mean, Path? Or I mean, it, you know, it sucks, obviously. Like, I Granted, they have said that now. So going forward, th- there's not going to be a debate. They are doing the $10 Upgrade Path. If you don't like it, then cool. But it's going to be there. So, like, either get over it or give them money. That's kind of their, their whole option right now. But anything else you want to put to that? Or... The, I guess the, the one bright side of this is that if they do start to lose some support, you're going to have the companies that are making these games that are 10 out of 10s, they might pull support. Which, as an Xbox PC gamer, that makes me happy, because I'm not going to buy a PS4 or PS5 to play Horizon. Do I want to? Yes. Do I have disposable income? I'm an EMT. Fuck no. I barely have disposable hours to sleep. <laughs> driving a truck through Bedford County with Highway to Hell playing, hoping this guy stays alive for 45 minutes. I don't have time to pull, go buy a PS4. Highway to Hell in an ambulance in Bedford County is pretty fitting. Uh, yeah. For so. someone who doesn't have the money for a PS4. <laughs> yeah. That guy's just dying in the back like, I really wanted to play Horizon, but then they asked me to pay 10 bucks to upgrade it. It was either that or my <laughs> dialysis. <laughs> 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 I speed ran that sh- <laughs> speed running life any percentile man just he just no clipped through the- <laughs> oh, just no clipped through the cell wall and we're back hi slight break um we're recording this at my house, and my driveway is not big enough for four cars, let alone two. So We're going to have to eyeball it, because I forgot to stop the timer during that entire thing, so Great. we'll figure it out. About <laughs> ten minutes. Okay. All right, well, so the Horizon stuff obviously sucks, but hey, let's get to something that also kind of sucks. <clears throat> the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Let me set the stage for you, Landon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on a minute. (laughs) All right. Disney reference that fits. Go. (laughs) The year is 2002. (laughs) You are a little boy in the Middle Tennessee area. You've never played Final Fantasy before, but you see a Sandy at GameStop that says Final Fantasy meets Disney and you really want to see what Winnie the Pooh and Jack Skellington are up to after the movies. So you buy Kingdom Hearts expecting it to be like Mario 64, and it's not. <laughs> what, what an introduction. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's start from the beginning, right? So Walt Disney <laughs> has his head frozen in the Epcot ball. <laughs> just, just entire, like the entire history of Disney and then Square Enix. Walt no. Disney said, all I want is a world without Jews, and they got <laughs> <laughs> I got Winnie the Pooh. 
All right. So basically, in the way this this game series came out was apparently someone at a <clears throat> in Square Enix they were sharing a building with a Disney exec somehow, and it, it literally it became an elevator pitch. Like, kid you not, they met in an elevator, and they pitched the idea, and they're like, we'll get back to you. And they got back to them, and boom. So. Now we have 14 <clears throat> games of the most confusing lore known to man. Close enough. So get closer to your mic. There you go. Yeah, that works. Um, Alright, so. The first thing you need to realize is Kingdom Hearts is the combination of your most beloved Disney icons... Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, Jack Skellington, and Tarzan for one game because they couldn't get the rights afterward. Um, and pretty much the aesthetic of a Final Fantasy game. So that includes things like kind of the combat system in a way, items and magic are all straight ripped from Final Fantasy. It's like potions and high potions, ethers, you know, fire magic having like three evolutions from fire, Fira, and Faraga, all that kind of RPG Japanese role-playing things so that's the setting stage is like okay it's a Japanese RPG with action gameplay mixed with the kind of I would say Disney storytelling where it is this like hopeful friendship-esque story um, that has just because of the man behind the series Nomura went apeshit on the lore so the first game is very simple it's about friends it's the hero's journey. It's actually a very simple story to unravel. Characters are named Sora. It's your protagonist. We got Kyrie, main love interest girl. That's important. Irving. <laughs> She's every got... every time you say Kyrie, I'm gonna think of this six foot brolic black dude <laughs> bouncing a ball next to this anime boy. <laughs> Would have been a better love story too. <laughs> Um, Darkness is light. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Shoot the J, Ansem. <laughs> <laughs> this was the move that made Walt Disney cry. <laughs> All right. So, you got Sora, Irving, and Riku. R Riku is like the, the Sasuke, right? He's the best friend slash rival character. All right. So, you got these three kids. Gary Oak. I got it. Yeah. He's these three kids on this island, and they're just hanging out. It's whatever. This is like an island off the coast of like a mainland where it's like, okay, the kids come here on their little rafts and like whatever just to play around. It's like a, it's like this ultimate playground. There's like a little cave. It's a beach. You've got tree houses. They they've literally just this fun like paradise for like kids to run around and do whatever. Um, Riku and Sora have this conversation about leaving the island. Like, what's out there? We want to see other worlds. The reason is because Kyrie is apparently from another world. Like, she, for whatever reason, they like, oh, she's not from here. She's seen the worlds out there. So. The NBA. It adds to it that their hometown is very much a one-to-one -one comparison to, like, Japan. Mm -hmm. So, like, them saying Kyrie's not from this world to them is kind of like, oh, she's not Japanese. Outsider. Mm-hmm. So Riku obviously is like, you know what? I have a plan. Let's build a raft and sail to other worlds. You know, it's it's kid shit. You know, like where yeah. you're like, we're going to go exploring and find Narnia in the woods or some shit. Like, it's the same thing. They're children with active imaginations. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe kind of stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, can, I can get behind that. Technically another Disney property. Um, Valid. 
but not in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch Aslan Yet. jump kick Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I don't know about Kyrie Irving, but you will get to see Simba do that. Yes. Um, so there's an entire like two days where they're building the raft, gathering like food and water, which is pretty much just like three coconuts and a mushroom. Um, and it's this whole thing. You, you learn how to fight with a wooden sword. You and Riku have, you know, there's a race to name the raft. You can name it whatever you want. If Riku wins, it's called the High Wind. If you win, put whatever you want on there. Um, and finally, you're like, all right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna go the next the next day. All right, now you're in Sora's home. He's just sitting there going like, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. It's gonna be great. And then he looks out and it's like, oh no, there's a storm. And he, and of course, his first response is, oh no, the raft. So he goes to the island in the middle of a storm because he wants to make sure their raft is okay. All right. And then we get the only. The most important cameo of the entire series is an off-screen Sora's mother says, Sora, time for bed. Where are you? We never hear from her again. That's it. That's all you hear that, okay, he has a mom. He's had a life before. We don't care about that anymore. So he goes to the island, and it's like storming. Like, it's bad. And then all he's like running around trying to find Riku, whatever. And do the is this where the Heartless show up? Yes. Okay, you got that. This is not a storm. This is an apocalypse uh. that will end their entire world as they know it and everyone they love. And Sora's first thought is, oh, no, the raft. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let, me, let me clarify this, right? So just so I, I want to repeat this so I'm following along. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Sora, six-foot Kyrie Irving, and then Gary Oak's younger, uglier brother. Yes, um, Gary Oak Sephiroth. Not uglier. If you go by any of the fandom... This this twelve year old boy is an Adonis. That's yes. an adult for me, bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I like my job and I like not having a felony attached to my name. Yeah. Um, so they decide to play on this island together. They have fun, right? Then they mm-hmm. go home. Giant storm rolls in. This guy goes, "Oh no, the raft!" Yes. And th- that's an Adonis. Oh no, I figured that out. That's the Adonis. Yes, he gets hotter later. I disagree. He looks like a toilet brush. Yes, in this game, he has very, like, Sonic the Hedgehog-esque hair. The PS2 graphics did not help. Um, Clearly. (laughs) Basically, right before the raft thing starts, Sora has this weird dream on the beach where he's, like, falling over and over again into Mm. the ocean. And that's when Simple and Clean plays. It's just the opening bullshit cutscene. Okay. Um, he gets a little stat boost thing. They don't tell you it's a stat boost. Uh, you fight a kaiju, and then you wake up, and Kyrie's like, Sorry, you lazy bum. I can't believe I found you snoozing on the beach fully clothed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what else? Well, I say that because he's two feet from the crashing waves with his jacket and onesie that he wears and big clown shoes um oh my god yeah this is I just need to have this as a reference image because I'm gonna keep thinking it's two anime boys and Kyrie Irving we're gonna have to keep bringing up images when new characters get introduced you definitely will I'm just trying to wrap around you know the fact that it's an apocalypse right yeah and his first thought is oh no the raft yeah, he gets to the bye, island. Mom. He doesn't even say bye, Mom. Mom fucking dies and <laughs> believes that her son was not there to die with her. 
Uh, so that happens. He gets to the island. These shadow creatures uh, start appearing around him, and his first thought to that is, let me use my wooden sword. This will f- fix everything. Uh, it doesn't. They don't hurt at all with this wooden sword. And then a giant key appears in his hand. Yes. Oh, hello, Mr. Sleep Paralysis Demon. What are you doing out of the closet? Those are the heartless. The heartless. Yes. To, I feel like this is going to be a theme. It's, uh, it's kind of a confusing bit because the heartless are made from hearts that are stolen from people. So they're just kind of like the pure essence of a heart, but they're called the heartless. That just got real dark. The heartless are physical living manifestations of the darkness within people's hearts. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kids game, by the way. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing we have to keep reiterating because this gets really dark really quick. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> so we've got Jeff Bezos' employees. Yes. That appear on the beach. Jeff Bezos is the boss of this level. Ah, nice. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. <laughs> so all these Amazon workers are sacrificing themselves, <laughs> trying to kill this 12-year-old boy. Um, the boy is looking for the raft. I don't know why he goes up to this other little outset island with a tree, but his buddy Riku is there, and Riku informs him that um, he is converted to Islam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the fact that that's funny or the fact that I can't tell if you're kidding. (laughs) I can't tell if I'm about to see Captain Toilet Brush there with just one of those, like, really midwest, like, middle Arabian outfits going, hello. (laughs) So, what he means by this is that this man starts spouting cult speak legitimately. He's like, I've found the door, the darkness, blah, 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 join me. Reaches his hand out, and Sora's like, I don't know what's going on, but let me help you. And he tries to, like, rescue his friend. Darkness envelops them both. And they're like, oh, they're going to die. Like, this is it. The end of the journey. And then a light sparks up. And all of a sudden, the, the best weapon you could think of shows up in his hand. It's a giant fucking key called the Keyblade. A Keyblade. I, I heard about this one I know about. I know about these. So I'm going to clarify. The only thing that I even remotely know about Kingdom Hearts is one ad I saw on Nickelodeon at four in the morning. That's what it's called. Yeah. Key, yeah, Keyblade. And the when I was like 16 and 17 watching Smosh's Try Not to Laugh and Damien and Shane kept referencing it. And I'm just sitting here like, what? <laughs> Honestly, pretty astute one where they go, darkness is light. Yeah, that he, one. Yeah, no, it's they were pretty spot What on. does it mean? Riku. <laughs> this is Dark Donald. <laughs> He's the strongest there is. Um, but basically, yeah, he gets this keyblade. And remember... Remember that wooden sword you thought would help that didn't do shit? It's well, yeah, now this big key can. So he's beating these monsters down. Oh, so it's tax evasion. Yes. <laughs> um... So he pretty much is like, I need to find Riku. He's not here. Where do I go? Well, you go into this little cave, right? All of a sudden, there's a door in front of the cave that was not there when you were exploring the island the first time. You're like, okay, whatever. Let's go. You go in, and Kairi's there, and she just turns around and goes, Sora. And then this other door opens in the cave and, like, blasts some energy or something. Kairi goes flying into Sora's arms and then disappears as he reaches to get her. And then... Uh, Sora gets blasted out of the cave. He lands on the island, 
and literally there's nothing. There's like a giant black hole on like in the sky. The the little bits of the island that's left is the only land you can see that exists anymore. And then this big kaiju thing that he fought in his dreams just slams down. And there you go, boss fight. And uh, you fight it, kill it. It goes up into the black hole, and you never see it again in this game. And uh, Sora gets dragged into the black hole as well. Done. And you're like, what? What's going on? Like, what's, what's happening? Well, the next scene, Disney Castle. Donald Duck walks his happy little ass over to big doors turns out a small door he goes in he goes to see king mickey his majesty finds a note on the throne that says hey stuff's going on gotta go so him and goofy go to find king mickey it's a funny it's a funny disney scene so haha laughs after that traumatic event with sora and then oh my god i just experienced my parents dying i watched my best friend become a member of the church and (laughs) (laughs) and then i watched my girlfriend who's also kyrie irving get shot in the black hole i want i want the audience we're probably not gonna be able to get through the whole thing but i this is exactly like what we envisioned this would be um so yeah (laughs) we now go to traverse town Donald and Goofy land. They go, we have to find the key. Wink, wink. Blade. No, uh, they didn't say blade. The oh, key. The key. Um, so they go. Pluto's with him, by the way, because, yeah. And he walks off on the side. Donald and Goofy go that way. And Pluto finds the body of Sora just laying in the back alley. Wakes him up, and he's like, where the hell am I? Fun You're f- in Denver. Fun fact. <laughs> mm, well, <laughs> close. Um... <laughs> By the way, earlier you see a star in the sky twinkle out of existence. Um, okay. And then, yeah, then Sora starts to go on his little adventure trying to figure out answers. So that, that just to clarify, that twinkle was 100% his world disappearing, right? Yes. So mom's dead. As far as he knows, Christian's As far as dead. he knows, everything that he has ever known is dead. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Pluto jumps on him and wakes him up. Uh, the only other person in this town that he knows and doesn't even show up until later in the game is this one side character from the island. So they're basically the only two from their world left alive. This this place that they're in now, Traverse Town, is essentially Denver <laughs> in the way that after you've lost everything, you go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sora starts wandering the streets. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on or where he is, and he runs into Squall Leonhart from Final Fantasy VIII, and <laughs> Squall proceeds to beat this child to death with a sword that also is a gun. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> uh, he notices that he has the Keyblade, and he's like, oh, we need to take this boy back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens. They take him back to the hotel. It's him, Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. And Bill Cosby. Yes, Bill Cosby's there. Uh, Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. And I think they're the only three there for this scene because Sid isn't there yet. So it's just... just to, Let me get those names again one more time just so I like know them. It's... So you have... Well, so Squall Leonhart, however, in this game, just goes by Leon. Leon. You have Yuffie. Rufy. <laughs> and Aerith. Or if you're Japanese, Aeris. I'm going to say Eris because it's easier to say. Yeah, well, Aerith is just Eris with a lisp. Um, oh. I ruined that name for everybody who plays, who's played 7. Um, 
It's just Mike Tyson. So sit. <laughs> we gotta start the door for darkness, guys. Um, we actually. <laughs> it's easier and way funnier to imagine. I was gonna say gonna easier. Uh, um, so the biggest thing that we need to realize here, um, basically. This whole section is just con like, you know, introduction to, well, okay, so Heartless are, you know, they, they talk about the hearts being malformed and all that stuff. By the way, earlier, I think, yeah, I don't know what time, what, what point this is. You see, you see a guy die, like NPC just falls to the ground. He disappears and his heart flies up and then in where his body laid, a Heartless appears. So you see this happen as a, what, 10 year old? How old is he in this game? Like. Like, young. He's not yet a teenager. And it's like, oh, well, let me beat this Heartless down with a key. Um, he meets Donald and Goofy. They beat a boss. And they're like, hey, let's go on this adventure to find our friends. Because you're trying to find the King Mickey. I'm trying to find Riku and Kairi. So it's like, okay. So they go on an adventure. In their ship made of gummy bears. Not the, yet. The, <laughs> okay, I'm trying so to anyway, did you said You said ship, right? Okay, I, heard, I did not hear ship. <laughs> that too. Um, I was very confused. I thought this was like a gameplay mechanic. Is this is the, is this Sora's down B? Is that what it is? If he gets into Smash, maybe. Oh. Um. So the next, so you, the next, you go to Tarzan World, and from this point forward, the main plot points are going to be pretty easy to follow. It's each world you go to, there is a. Every world has a story about the heart, whether it's greed and whatever. Like, th there's a, a lesson to be learned. Obviously, this one is literally the story of Tarzan, replayed with an OC character shoved in. Um, it's, you know, the, what's his name? Not Craven the Hunter, that's Spider-Man. Clayton. Clayton, who now has a giant chameleon that he rides on and shoots you with a shotgun. Yeah. Wait, that, that, <laughs> hold on. Oh, yeah, that was the boss fight. That um, sounds so much cooler than anything he ever did in the movie Tart. He gets to ride Pascal with a sawed-off? Yep. Excuse me? And yeah, at last actually, I see the light. Um, <laughs> so you do that. Um, you get to fight like you get to fight Genie Jafar in the Aladdin world. You fight Oogie in Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, for the most part, Kingdom Hearts 1 is just retellings, right? I think for... Pretty much until you get to, like, the later worlds. Like, um, Pinocchio doesn't have a world, by the way. Monstro ate Pinocchio, Geppetto, and all the other titular characters. And then, as his world was being destroyed, the whale was too big, so he flew off into space. <laughs> um, and the way that you get to Monstro is that he can control the way he flies in space, and he eats the gummy bear ship. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. So, okay, let's get back on track here. So, throughout all of these these moments, we learn about you meet you meet kind of like all these different characters. You find out all the Disney villains have like their own little Legion of Doom led by Maleficent. Ah. So Jafar, Oogie, uh, was was Clayton part of it? No. No. no okay, yeah, Clayton. Captain, Captain Hook was. Um, Maleficent, Jafar, Oogie, Captain Hook, Ursula. Ursula. Fucking worst boss fight. Um. Was that all? I think it was just the five, right? Yeah. I think yeah. So. And they are looking for the pure, like the princesses of heart. So pretty much pure hearted. Is it seven princesses? Yeah. Seven princesses of light. It's always either seven or 13. In this franchise. Yeah. That tracks. Those that. two. Um, you learn Kyrie is one of those seven. Um, Cause they, f you find her body in like a case 
or whatever, sitting on the floor behind all these villains, and they're just like, yeah, this is the Prince of the Light, whatever. Okay. Um, you find out over the course of the game, the other princesses are literally the Disney princesses. Oh, okay. Uh, Jasmine, uh, Belle, Cinderella, Alice, I think is one of them. That's and actually, that, that, that. Kyrie cool. and what was the last one? Aurora, I think, Sleeping Beauty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so seven. Um, you just held up six. What? If, <laughs> um... <laughs> You gotta be. You gotta be straight an, with me. There's man. another. I gotta know this. There's another one as well. I forget the seventh one. Um, Ariel? Ariel. Ariel. You were correct. <laughs> there you go. We got schooled by the noob. Um, <laughs> I'm just sitting over here trying to figure out how on God's green earth Monstro has Flasnomancy. <laughs> He's too big when the world blew up, so he just kind of got. He got that like plot armor of just. I'm gonna go. Did that man just rocket jump out of the Pacific? Like yeah. I'm very okay. Um, so, I'm gonna propel himself through space. Yeah, he's somehow swimming through like the void, the multiverse. Okay. Which is what the, that's pretty much what this is. Each world is its own world, like its own planet, its own universe. Yes, and then you can pretty much multiverse jump with this gummy bear ship uh, all through there. So you go from Traverse Town to Olympus Coliseum. Oh yeah, Hades is in that villain group too. Okay, um, the Neverland, all of it. So just to just to clarify, because I'm gonna recap for the sake of. My brain. <laughs> I'd like to point out we're still in the first game. I know. This is going to suck. This is um, going to be a two-parter episode, by the way. Two, Three-ish. Probably. Somewhere in the neighborhood. We're recording it all now. Yeah. Um, so let me just clarify, right? So from where we pick up from my last recap, Sora gets spit out into an alley in Denver, probably behind the back of a Denny's, based on how this sounds. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No. Right by the restaurant. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. It so, literally is like restaurant right there. He's he's where they throw the trash out. So Sora gets dumped into an alley in Denver. Um, and attacked by a dog. And attacked that by a too. dog. Um, and in the process, you now have these like standard Disney icons that are now part of a social hierarchy. Um, so then you have Mickey, who is their regent. He disappears, right? Then you have uh, two of the smartest well, members. So... Um, Mickey, so pretty much Disney Castle is pretty much like where like the the tune side of Disney is. Like Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Minnie, Pluto, uh, for whatever reason, the cricket is there. What's his name? Uh, Jiminy Cricket Jiminy, lives yeah. there too. That tracks. He didn't get eaten by monster. Yeah, he he did not. Although it's it's a kind of nice heartwarming when you meet him again. He's like, oh, it's Pinocchio, and you're like, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the tune side of Disney, like all the animorphs over there. Um, and then you have like all the other worlds. So like yeah, Captain Hook. Uh, the villain worlds, but yeah, you know what I mean. Neverland, yeah. Olympus Coliseum, all of that. So then you go. So basically, they can they decide let's go on an adventure because your friend, the cult man, and Kyrie Irving are, you know, they're missing. We gotta find them. So then they hop onto a gummy bear ship. Yes. Trip acid and yes. then fly the multiverse. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> <laughs> the basis of that relationship is like, oh, your friends are missing in some unknown world. So is our king. Let's team up. We can find him together. He also has the key. We're going to need him later. That's like walking through like the streets of Nashville and teaming up with a rat. What's left of Elvis's ghost? <laughs> and a third of the homeless population to try and find food. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there you go. Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, 
So the main thing, so throughout all this, you're going to get periodic moments of like, here's where we're going to further the plot. Riku shows up a couple more times. You're like, oh my gosh, Riku, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I got stronger. He has this cool demon looking sword where it's like a wing. It's awesome. What's the first one called? Because I know Way Unto Dawn or whatever is... First thing he has is called the Dark Saber. It's like it's basically a giant, like Ridley wing almost, with an eye in the hilt. Okay, and they had this before Disney's acquirement, right? So it's not like when they say Dark Saber, it's not like you know, right? The Mandalorian Dark Saber. Star it's, Wars is not in Kingdom Hearts yet. Dang um, it! How cool! How oh no, cool would it it's be? Bi- is if how like, funny would it be if you're just could you there. imagine the gummy ship yeah, that's flying the flying run. with yeah the tr- <laughs> oh my gosh the trench run with the gummy ship dude could you imagine i'm just trying to imagine <laughs> pull over the gummy bear ship <laughs> i've got a lock on him <laughs> and then you just see this anime boy six foot two Kyrie irving and donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see a conversation with Admiral Akbar and Donald Duck take place for ten minutes. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why would you, why is Yoda and Goofy the one interaction? I, the one interaction I need in my life. Yeah, it's shocking that they didn't do that yet. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 is where the 8th Princesses of Heart is Princess Leia, because we haven't finished walking over Carrie Fisher's memory yet. Speaking of which, Kingdom Hearts 3 is technically Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh, no. But it's also (laughs) technically Kingdom Hearts, like, 12. So, yeah. Just keep going. (laughs) You you can keep going right now, because the Hollow Bastion and, like, all the Riku arcs are, like, the most forgettable part of that game, actually. Okay, so they eventually end up going to every Disney movie that they decided to put in this game um they've run into riku a couple of times and Sora's basically like wow riku's doing some sus things and he's being a real douche um they get to this place called hollow bastion which is not a disney world it's just a castle floating in space and in this world we meet our next disney character later in this world but this is where beast is uh and you're like okay and you find out why he's there is because, ah, Bell. But still. Yes, uh, Beast also explains that he was too strong to die when his world was taken over, essentially. All right, so, so far. <laughs> so, Beast Beast was um, Thor in Infinity War, how he just kind of got, like, tossed out into space because he couldn't die because he was too cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what happened to Beast from Beauty and the Beast. So, just, just to clarify, as far as people who can now survive world-ending events... We have, you know, we've got the giant space whale. And a furry. And a furry. And a, like, 11-year-old boy with a key. Yeah. And, and then, s- and then he- toilet, toilet brush head with his wing saber thing. And um, then Kyrie Irving with well, what's left well, of the NBA. We'll get to that. Uh, basically, they get to Halabashian. Is this, is this when the Riku thing happens? Like, right when they get there? Or do they kind of... Okay. Right so basically, Riku gets there, and this he's now full villain at this point. He's like, give me the Keyblade, and then straight up... S- Hold on, oh. I need to explain the mechanics of the Keyblade real quick. Yeah, please do, because um, as far as I know, it's just a key that you can beat Amazon employees with. Yes. Among uh, other things. So the mechanics of this thing, it is a magical weapon. Okay. Um, Sora can summon it and despawn it at will, and if anyone okay. else tries to pick it up... It disappears from their hand and reappears in swords. So it's a Hexblade's packed weapon. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. 
Um, Riku shows up and he says, you're not right for the Keyblade. I'm better than you. Uh, give it. And Sora's like, I literally can't. So Riku just summons it to his hand. Um, don't know how this is possible, really. And Donald and Goofy are like, oh, he has the key now? Later, we're abandoning you. <laughs> so they abandon him in this space wreckage and go with Toilet Brush. What makes this even better is you find out, and we're going to find out a lot later, Sora was not the one who was supposed to get the Keyblade. It was Riku, but he succumbed to darkness, and the Keyblade went, nah, that's too much shit. So it went, It literally just went to, uh, that one. It He's like a Green Lantern story, basically, where when one of them dies, they just go to the nearest guy. So it's just like, it's effectively Hal, Hal Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sora... You, this is where this is where we find out that Sora is the hero of this journey. Instead of like really wallowing, he goes, "No, I'm gonna like save them." And he picks up a twig or his, his wooden sword again. It's the wooden sword. It's the he wooden pulls sword. It directly out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effect and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a really painful scene to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I miss you, mom. <laughs> Um, so now, we, this is when we get introduced to Beast, because Sora can't fight anymore. Beast can, apparently. We found out that, yeah, because he's so powerful that the darkness can't take him, he can fight Heartless, I guess. And so, you're now, you are now going through this level of just Sora and a wooden sword, and Beast is your legitimate, like, let me take care of the Heartless. You have to pretty much just dodge and jump, because you can't attack him. But you get to this, you get to this room, right? And in this room is this, like, steampunk-esque, like, lightning... Oh, no, that's way later. Oh, no, no, yeah, never mind, never mind. Yes. Okay, so you basically... You have to work your way up through the sewers of this castle with Beast. Okay. Uh, doing all these puzzles that suck because you can't attack and there's a ton of enemies. You get up to basically the big foyer with the round staircase and big chandelier. Riku, Donald, and Goofy are there. And then Riku's like, why did you follow us? I'm going to kill you now. Uh, he proceeds to shoot some sort of magic. I can't remember. It's probably Fyraga at Sora. Um, and Sora's like, I'm really going to die right here. And then Goofy jumps in front of him with his big Mickey Mouse shield. That's his weapon, by the way. He has a shield and Donald has a wand because he's a mage. Um, Goofy basically says, uh, I wasn't really on board with this plan. I know we were kind of just using you, Sora, but I think you're my friend now. So I'm going to help you out. Uh, Donald, you can stay over there. Tell the king I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be that guy. And then Donald's like, well, I don't, don't want to be alone with this guy. So he goes. He scares with, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this 2002 Hot Topic kid and Donald would not mesh well in a squad. I mean, why Why would you like not be concerned? The man throws fraggle rocket people. Right. And uh, he also <laughs> has these Jinko jeans with belts <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> And Donald's not down with that at all. It's like, man, I don't know how to tell you, man. But that just ain't it, man. That ain't that ain't the Disney, that ain't the Disney theme, bro. You gotta, you gotta, people. Yeah, it's shocking that no one in this series has worn soap shoes yet. Um, I'm just waiting to see if someone wears actual pants, not a hammer pants. No, no, not at all. Actually, well, Leon maybe. It's but they're like skinny jeans. But literally, leather skinny 
Yes. Oh no. Everyone, every main like Final Fantasy s character is has a combination of zippers, buckles, and plaid. That you find it's it's either one, two, or in the third game, all three. Oh, uh, Donald's head in this game. You know those pencil pouches that are just like a zipper all the way up? Yeah. That's Donald's hat. It's a zipper that goes all the way down, and if you unzipped it, it would just be one long string of fabric. So we got a whip hat. Yeah. That's actually kind of... This is a really topic, but that's like, that sounds like a fun weapon to have, where he's like, I've disarmed you, and then you're like, no, you haven't, and then he's like, undoes his dude. He really <laughs> does some earthworm gym move where he just like whips his what? <laughs> You'll find, if you ever play this game series, Donald is the most useless member of your party. Goofy has some strength. Donald, just, no. He doesn't do, like, the first thing you would have to do is, like, the second you get re- restorative magic, you're good. But you, the rest of it is, I need potions. Because Donald won't do shit. <laughs> um, but Goofy spends a lot of your first playthrough dead because Donald refuses to heal anyone. But, anyway... So we get so we get in in this moment, yeah. Goofy um, saves him. Donald joins too, and they're like, "No, we're you can't kill Sora. He's our friend." It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, this is where we get the Keyblade back, right? Yes. Yeah, the Keyblade goes. And he also says the line, "My friends are my power," which is the tagline of the whole series. You're gonna hear that like multiple times. Um, and then yeah, he gets his he gets his Keyblade, and then Riku's like, "Damn it, I wanted it," and uh. Yeah. Is this when he morphs into the cool bodysuit yet, or no? No. Uh, they continue up the castle because Riku's like, uh, you guys piss me off. I'm going to my room now. Um, they continue up the castle. She's they stomping. Yeah. The whole way. <laughs> they run into Maleficent, who is like the the head of this sinister six of villains, um, because she's been manipulating Riku this whole time, as well as someone else who we'll get to. Uh, but she turns into a dragon. You fight her. Um, all the princesses except for Kyrie are freed in this room, and they're all like, "Oh, crossover episode!" Uh, and you get a little conversation between all the Disney princesses. It's kind of cute. Uh, and then the next room that you go into uh, is the big steampunk. So, I, I'm I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that we've got like angry tantrum dude getting controlled by Maleficent. No, it gets better. Um, so we. You defeat Maleficent here, right? Yeah, you fight you fight her in her dragon form, which is actually kind of cool. Um, and then she, she, yeah, she's dead. Um, and then you go to the next room, and Riku's there in bondage gear, pretty much. It's like a it's like a leather bodysuit with this weird like like it's you know like you know like those like hipster kids who wear the plaid shirts, but on their waist, it's that but like a shredded piece of fabric. It's all purple and red. Pull it up. I, my phone's with a timer. We're, all, we're once we're gonna finish with one, we're gonna end the podcast and and do a part two and keep going because mm-hmm. I can't edit a two hour thing into You're good. one. You um, pay me to do it again. I could, but um. So basically, Riku's like, "All right, it's over." I almost typed in Riku bondage. <laughs> better not. You'll find some shit, dog. I just went on Twitter and just typed in Kingdom Hearts and with I I didn't have to scroll very far, and I was like, ah, okay, yep, Darkness there it is. Darkness is light. Hearts are everything. Donald, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but basically, he by this point, you're like, ah, Riku's evil. Wait, but if Maleficent's dead, who's controlling him? And you have this cool fight. It's this outfit. I can't pull up the whole image because my internet's bad. That's, wait, so 
Riku is the one in bondage gear or yes. Riku, yeah. Not Donald. Not Donald. No, sorry, yeah, I don't know if he Yeah, Donald, remember Donald came back to the good side. Um So it's it's Dark Riku is different than toilet brush Riku, but not in hair. And this man Hold up. Don't keep don't no 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 get don't keep looking at the pictures. Stop looking at pictures. Oh no, I'm looking at the same one. I I found okay. a fuller image of it. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. If if you said man, we might be getting to that. Um, so basically, uh, <laughs> so fight happens. You find out the steam. I'm gonna let B BJ is way more inversed in probably Kingdom Hearts one than I am. I'm really well versed in like the side games. So. So this boss fight on the PS2 uh, is a massive difficulty spike for this game. Uh, it's basically some Dark Souls stuff. You're in a very small arena and Riku has a lot of lunging attacks that can kill you almost immediately. Uh, and every time you die in this fight, you have to watch the full cutscene again, which is about 10 minutes long. Oh. That's different. This is not it? That's not it. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that there's so many Riku designs. Um, that. Yes, that one. That looks so much worse. <laughs> Agreed. That's why they basically took it out of the canon. His boots look like Thanos' chin. Yes. <laughs> Thanos boots, Thanos boots, bottom text. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, with this outfit, I think it's just bottom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... That's one thing that a lot of people uh, say about this series. It should be Riku and Sora, because Kairi isn't really a character. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> That's how I'm always going to remember that character. So you finish this fight with Riku after 50 tries, and then Riku says, Hold on, it's time for me to use my ultimate form. He jumps backwards into the steampunk thing, uh... Which is shaped like a heart. You're going to see that a lot. It's like a heart gate with a bunch of these like lightning rods on the side. And it's like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, it's a heart gate shaped like... And like, they talk about this, by the way, a lot. Like, oh, your heart. Not the pumping, like pulsating tube thing. Heart no. Soul. Yeah. Like an actual heart you know, shaped. I figured that out as soon as you said heartless. Because I'm just like, okay, there's no way that these things don't actually have like physical hearts. That, Although I think it'd be that statement relates to something later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he jumps backwards through this thing and becomes a full-grown man who is very dark-skinned, with yellow eyes, um, and he has the deepest voice known to man. And he says, "You foiled my plan, Sora. I was possessing Riku, and I'm a man." Um, his name is Ansem, and through the game. Hold on. Handsome, handsome. I'm I'm more confused by the fact that this man jumps into the steampunk machine and comes out Puerto Rican. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, especially Hola, considering bitch. that right after this fight you have to go through it and then it's a door now. <laughs> no, wait till you hear. Wait till you hear about Diz and this man taking off. When you see him the first time, black, like straight up, he's black. Take he when he removes his wrap when facial he wrappings, he becomes white. white. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of design choices that when oh you really God. think about them, probably shouldn't have happened. But uh, yeah, so you have this fight. Ansem's like, I'm gonna open Kingdom Hearts, and you're and me being a child, I play this game. I'm like, huh? 
But basically, he's going to open this world called Kingdom Hearts, which is, I think in this game, they, they explain is darkness, ultimate darkness or whatever. Yes. And that's his master plan. Um, he then... Uh, goes into the portal. You get the scene where like Riku's like, "No, I'm holding him back," and I forget where in this, but somewhere along the lines, you find that, oh, Kyrie. We found out where where she was. Like, yeah, her bot, her catatonic body's there, but in Destiny Island, where they grew up, they find out that in order to protect herself, she put her own heart into Sora's for safekeeping. And you're like, huh? And so, for, and because you need the seven princes, or something happens, basically Sora kills himself. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that. <laughs> Sora kills himself and becomes a heartless. Um, Riku basically spawns this keyblade from nothing that is just meant to take people's hearts. Uh, he stabs himself in the chest with it. He commits seppuku to bring Kairi back. And then he's just one of the little dinky heartless that you fight on Destiny Islands. Everybody else goes to leave. Uh, Donald, Goofy, and Kyrie are like, we gotta get out of here, this place is about to blow. Um, so they leave Sora as a Heartless there, uh, because there's no way to save him, as they know. They go back to the entrance, and you as a Heartless have to run back through the castle, uh, with all this awful Heartless moveset and attacks, and you finally catch up to them, and Kyrie's like, Oh, look, a Heartless. And Donald and Goofy say, we're going to murk it right now. <laughs> and then Kyrie's like, wait, no, I think it might be Sora based on nothing. Um, well, no, because they're soulmates and because she feels it. Um, basically, she goes to protect him because a bunch of other Heartless come by and to kill her. And she hugs Sora's little Heartless body and then light. And now Sora's back hugging Kyrie because her love brought him back. I'm assuming that's what they meant to say. Um, another thing on that, this one moment where Sora turns back into a human from Heartless in this method is not explained or backed up by any of the other lore, even retroactively. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense ever. It's Nomura writing a soulmate fanfiction with his OCs he put in Disney. Uh, but this happens, they go, Kyrie, you gotta get out of here, we're gonna go get Riku. And so Sora, Donald, and Goofy go into the doorway and they get to the end. Like the end of everything or whatever the hell the world was called. And then they go through this whole gauntlet. They have to go fight Ansem. They get to the final door and they go in and it's Destiny Island. The first place you went to. You're like, what the fuck? And then Ansem shows up and then he, uh, he gets a JoJo stand and they have a fight. And that's your fight. And then you go, okay, phase one is this guy. All right, then you get to phase two, which was, was it the ship? Yes, he turns into a boat. Um, <laughs> he turns Is it a boat in, with anime hair that looks mildly Puerto Rican? He, he's a part of the boat. Like, his front, his top half with his ripped abs sticks out the, like, hull. And he's like, oh, you have to fight me. Um, he traps Donald and Goofy in these little prison things. And you have to, like, free them to continue the fight. It's a big, long thing. It's kind of bullet hell-ish with all these lasers flying at you. Um, yes, that's it. Um, his JoJo stand basically turns into the boat, which is supported by JoJo lore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I believe, is the only thing that could have taken out Monstro. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they defeat the boatman. 
And then he's like, okay, nothing's working. Isn't that his final? No. I, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, you have to fight this guy 15 times. You finally kill him in all his Frieza forms. And he says, oh no, my clothes are back. I must be weak again. Um, <laughs> time to open Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's the thing. On the boat, he's now shirtless, waist up. And then uh, waist down is... <laughs> they do a really weird job of making some of these characters just attractive. Like, it's like, dude, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm a 12-year-old boy fighting an adult Puerto Rican man. <laughs> and, what uh, a bitch. <laughs> no, and so then, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's back. He's, I have to open up King the door to whatever. And then Sora has the stupidest lines of like, no, I know that Kingdom Hearts is light. And they open it and it kills him. <laughs> Because it's light, I guess. And then uh, Riku is in Kingdom Hearts, because apparently it's a door to darkness, but it is, I don't know, it's stupid. The door itself is light, I guess, but inside of it is darkness. It's the world of darkness. We'll get to that. It's um, a separate plane. Yeah. Um, anyway, Riku's in there, and they, they have to close Kingdom Hearts. And Riku's in the dark side of Kingdom Hearts. He's like, no, we have to close it. We have to do it. And then, because you never see him in the game, but then the silhouette of Mickey Mouse holding a keyblade says we're gonna close the door and they close the door Sora's like I'll, I'll rescue you we'll get back with each other you me Kyrie or just you and me because that, there's a lot of that tension the whole game and the rest of them but whatever we're gonna find each other again and it's like alright we'll do it they shut the door there's a weird scene where Sora is on a sand island and Kyrie's on another sand island and the sand starts giving way and they're holding hands like no don't leave me I have to leave you I'll find you just drift away Destiny Island is back, and that's where Kyrie is because we have to dump her back. Uh, Sora is in some random grassy field with a crosswalk of dirt, and they're like, "Where do we go?" I don't know. Let's go. We gotta find Riku and Mickey because we found them, but they went the other way. Now we have to go find them. And uh, Kyrie's back on Destiny Island. Riku and Mickey are in the world of darkness, and Riku is good again. Yes, he's not possessed anymore. He's not possessed by the Puerto Rican man. Um, and then, uh, He's back to being Christian. yes, ah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then those are the two religions, <laughs> Christianity and, and Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then credits. Okay. That is the first of 14. That's the first of 14. Jesus. This, all uh, right. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to say we're, we probably need to end part one of this podcast now. Well, I'm gonna, no, we're gonna we're gonna we'll jump into that in a second. I yeah. want to recap one before we end this because this is just yeah. a hell. Quick, quick recap because I, oh, I think uh, oh. one more thing. They didn't redesign Mickey Mouse for this game. They didn't give him an anime outfit, so oh, he just shows just... up in shorts, <laughs> <laughs> no shirt. It's it's the Mickey Mouse you know with the red pants, yellow shoes. That's it, and a keyblade. Okay. Man, wait till you get to two. Just to just to just so we can recap this, right? So we have three twelve-year-olds. They're on an island. Riku's like, I want to. Th he's the oldest. He's like one year older than this. Yeah, so he's like thirteen, but okay, he looks so we like have, a fifteen-year-old. So Kyrie and Sora are like the age. So we have th we have two twelve-year-olds and a kid that we don't know what he is, right? And they are all on this place called Destiny Island. They decide that they want to go see other worlds, and by that they mean anything out of feudal Japan. Yep. Um, and they decide well, not feudal, not but feudal. like you know, like, like what Pallet Town is and Pokemon. Uh, like that. That's where that's their Japan. Okay. Um, so then they decide that they want to, you know, go and see other worlds, like France. <laughs> and France. Boy, do 
Continue. And in the process, they decide to build a raft out of only things that they find on this island. It's a shit raft, by the way. It's literally like this, like the cartoon raft. It's a bunch of wood planks, a pole, and a tarp. So it, that's the raft. It's three sheets of cardboard and what the federal tax income looks like right now. And also, like two bottles of water and a crab. You got to remember that. And the crab. That's their food supply. They're fine. Two coconuts, a mushroom, and a fruit. Which are never modeled on the raft, so they probably forgot those. <laughs> they got sucked into the black hole. Anyway, so they decide, all right, we'll leave tomorrow after they finally build this raft. So they go back home. Um, we watch childhood trauma happen, and then he goes back to the island in an apocalyptic level storm, which, as someone who's seen Ponyo, I'm a little bit worried about what this might look like for him. It's um, horrifying. It's horrifying. They go back to the island. They find, you know, that it's not a storm. It's an apocalypse event. And Jeff Bezos' employees are there to spread joy, cheer, and the values of Christianity. And in that environment, we find Riku, unknowingly possessed by Captain Puerto Rico, and <laughs> in all of his shipman wonder. Um, and they have a little bit of a fight. Uh, wooden Sword becomes uh, the Keyblade. And then they they. You know, he gets, you know, a little bit battered and bruised and starts spouting cult nonsense. He runs down, finds the Cave of Wonders, um, finds the Cave of Wonders in the Cave of Wonders, uh, watches as Kyrie Irving gets shot out of nowhere. He gets shot out of the cage, then gets, like, sucked through a black hole. Don't forget the kaiju fight before the black hole. Is it, is it, isn't the, doesn't he get sucked through it? And well, no, 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 no. He gets sucked out of the cave from this windstorm, and then he lands on the, on the beach. beach. And death and destruction, black hole, boom, boom, monster, fight monster, monster goes up, and then he goes up. Okay, and so then he fights light the kaiju. Flinkers out. All right, so he goes, fights the kaiju. Um, kaiju gets yeeted into space like he's got 150% on Smash Brothers, and then Sora follows inexplicably. Um, and then he gets shot out in the back of a Denny's parking lot in Denver, Colorado. Where he's tripping acid, gets attacked by a dog, finds Mickey, Goofy, and then... No, 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 no. Mickey doesn't get found to the end Not of the Mickey, game. sorry, he finds forget, Donald... He gets attacked by a dog and, and then a jumped bondage up. man with a sword gun. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the belts and zippers everywhere on these outfits. Okay, so he gets attacked by a Hot Topic clothing rack. <laughs> and then fights Pascal with Craven the Hunter's younger, uglier brother... With a sawed-off shotgun, while flanked by Goofy okay, and so, Donald. So no, so that's in the okay, that's in the Tarzan world. Okay, the Traverse Town stuff happens. They meet Donald, Goofy, fight a boss fight, then start going to Disney World. I just wanted to mention the Craven, Craven the Hunter one because yeah, on a chameleon. Okay, I thought that was in Denver, uh, which would make more sense than it being in Tarzan's world. After he fights the man on the chameleon, a monkey throws him over a waterfall. <laughs> Alright, so that's where Harambe went. Sora, by the way. Sora, yeah, he eats Sora because that's where they find their gummy ship where it crash land. Okay. Point, okay. To, to make this short, they venture through Disney Worlds trying to find their friends. Uh, they fight Bondage Sora. They fight bo Bondage Riku. Rika. They, oh, Lord. <laughs> they fight yeah, Bondage and, Pep Riku. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Sora dies, brings back to life with the power of love. They go fight Puerto Rican man. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, darkness, no, it's light, shut the door, we'll find them again one day. 
That's mm. Kingdom Hearts 1. And so far, all the main characters have died at, at least, least once. once. It's not going to be the last. <laughs> so yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, save your questions to the end of the lecture, because uh, we've got a lot more to go through. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this right now, because we're, we're running late on this, but... This is part one of a couple parts, probably. Yeah, this we're is a going through the whole episode. thing right now. Yeah, so we're going through now. You're gonna see it periodically, because it's not. I'm not gonna do this weekly. We want this to come out faster. But this is part one of our epic Kingdom Hearts recap saga. Uh, you'll see more next. The next episode is not gonna have any news stories. We're really getting right into it. Yeah. So this is part one. Stay tuned for part two. We're gonna get go through the the mobile spinoffs, and then Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, be a dick, don't be an asshole, and uh, as always, say it, Landon. Do I have to? Say it, Landon. <laughs> you gotta say it three times. Your I'd rather shaft myself with Sora's wooden sword. <laughs> That's a good ending. <laughs>